Lionel Messi is a genius. Lionel Messi is a god. Lionel Messi is the world's best. Lionel Messi is the greatest of all time. Do we ever get bored of showering superlatives on Messi? But has it ever occurred to you that Messi might not play another World Cup? Welcome to Extra Time, the weekly football podcast from Mon Manorama. I'm Kannan. And I'm Arun George. In this episode, we are raising a question. What will happen to Argentina after Messi retires? Or, to put it differently, is the presence of a generational star like Lionel Messi important for any nation to win the World Cup or at least come really close to winning it? Now, some of you might be wondering what, why are we posing this question in the middle of the World Cup? Because as we speak, Argentina have defeated Australia to qualify for the quarterfinals of the World Cup in Qatar. And no prize for guessing who has taken them this far. Who else but Lionel Messi? Yeah, and we are talking about a 35-year-old living legend of this beautiful game. No, it was Messi who unlocked the Mexican defense that reignited Argentina's World Cup prospects. If we remember, if we just roll back the hours. You know, and that's after the shocking first-round defeat to Saudi Arabia, the 2-1 defeat after Messi scored that penalty. And let us not forget that masterful goal that he scored against Australia, by the way, you know, that sent uh, Argentina through to the quarterfinals for a date with Netherlands. Oh, what a brilliant goal it was. It was Messi in his prime. Right. And that precision of a goal through the defenders. He was, uh, as you just uh, mentioned, as he was uh, doing the live commentary, he had a goal. He just places uh, the ball into the goal. Oh, it was brilliant. You're so used to singing praises for Messi week after week that uh, we often forget that uh, he scores such incredible goals over and over again in, say, for the clubs, for Argentina, or the club football and for his country. Because he has set that standard so high for our football fans that uh, we are not surprised that when uh, Messi scores another incredible goal. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I have watched that goal, this the particular goal that we are talking about against Australia. I watched it over and over again in YouTube in particular. You could just go ahead and watch it if you haven't yet. I mean, I'll be surprised if you haven't watched it yet. But I'm just trying to relive that moment again. I mean, so Argentina get a free kick you know, on the, the right side of the box. You know, it's much closer to the corner flag. And Messi, with his favorite left foot, swings it in. And Australia clear it. But it's played back to Messi. Uh, so he receives it around by around the same place where he had just originally taken the free kick. But what happens next is very interesting. He makes a little move into towards the box. You know, he gives the ball to Alexis McAllister, who was standing most centrally, just a few yards away from the box. Now, McAllister plays the ball straight into the box. So where Nicolas Otamendi was standing. And all while this was happening, Messi was on the move. So he was just moving into the box. Otamendi so deftly places the ball for Messi. Next, what happens... Messi sees a very small opening, the eye of the needle, but there are some three or four Australian defenders across the face of the goal mouth. But just he just passes the ball gently into the far left corner. And just like that, it seems so simple when you look at it over and over again. But that is Messi and that, that's the beauty of that player. Yeah, and the point we're making is important in that context too, about Messi and about Argentina. When you think of it, as I said, it's his uh, 35 now. By the next World Cup, that four years from now, he'll be 39. We don't know if he'll still be playing. You've said that this is going to be his last World Cup. Will he be playing football, even in, uh, in the French uh, league? It's highly unlikely. So, 
think of the day Messi retires. Now, what will happen to Argentina and Argentinian football? Yeah, see, it is not like Argentinian football is devoid of talents, you know. But we are talking about Lionel Messi, you know. See, we often talk about Diego Maradona, the, the, the football god, you know, and the 1986 World Cup that he delivered for Argentina. How the genius of Maradona made it happen. You know, I don't think anyone would disagree if he's just called Maradona a god and just uh, Messi being his successor. So if we take the 1986 World Cup success of Argentina as a point of reference, every World Cup that has happened since then has had a divine touch. I mean, this is what I believe, you know. There has been a generational star, at least one generational star, like Maradona or Zidane or Ronaldo, not the Portuguese one, I'm talking about the, the Brazilian. Messi, of course, and Mbappe even later, the most recent one. So all these generation stars have been driving the aspirations of their country, I know, either as a living god or a legend, you know. They take things into their own hands. So for the sake of it, let's just go through each of the World Cups since 1986 to get a clear picture, to give you a clear picture. So as we know, 1986, Diego Maradona, he took things into his own hands. You know, he was the god of football at that time. He uh, delivered uh, Argentina the title. He did the same almost in 1990, four years later, when he was so influential, he was still one of the world's best players back then. And Argentina reached the final. Now, if you remember, Kanan talked a lot about that in the first football podcast series, you know, which was his first World Cup memory. So we have seen that uh, influence of a godlike personality in the first two, 1986 and 1990 World Cup. But when it comes to the 1994 World Cup, it's important to remember that Diego Maradona is still active. He's way past his prime, but he's still active. But we know what happened to Diego Maradona in the 1994 World Cup. And because of that, what happened to Argentina? Yeah, Maradona tested positive for bans, for a banned substance. It was after the first match, I suppose? Uh, after uh, the first two matches. In fact, he played in the first two matches, I believe. Yeah, the first two matches. And Argentina had some wonderful uh, players. It was not as if uh, they were dependent on uh, Maradona alone. But that year, they, they had Ganigia, Batistuta, Simeone. But they didn't have that divine element or oh, these players didn't have the divine element of uh, Maradona of inspiring the team inspiring the whole stadium inspiring the whole fandom like uh, what uh, he did in uh, back in 86 and 90 exactly but then we must see who were the ones who actually stood out you know if when Maradona and Argentina had that great fall you know when the the, the god of football had a great fall you know 1994 World Cup and we saw two nations really giving it a go, you know, Brazil and Italy. Now, it is important to know that, you know, Brazil had Romario, who was one of the best, finest players of his generation. And Baggio, Roberto Baggio, of course, he was probably, arguably, the best player in the, the early 1990s. Of course, Maradona was still around, but Baggio was, of course, we we always refer to him as the divine ponytail because that divinity is there. You know, he has the divine, the ponytail, the, uh, the beautiful ponytail that he carried. And he had that X factor, you know, something which we always... Uh, referred to some elite players, you know, the, the cream of the cream. So when these two geniuses of their time clicked, their nations too clicked. And we saw what happened. Italy and Brazil played in the final of the 1994 World Cup and Brazil won it, which is another thing. But these two geniuses or these two uh, demigods, they, they kind of, you know, lit up at the right time. And that's what happened for the nations. That's why the nations actually performed well. Yeah, four years later, uh, 1998, it was 
all about Senate incident. Right. You, you might remember how we were talked about uh, him or the uh, the stars of those generations when we first previewed the World Cup and uh, a couple of episodes ago. 1998 was completely Zinan. There are some, including Arun, might say that he is another god in the same <laughs> football pantheon of uh, gods. So. Yeah, similarly, like say Pele, Maradona, Messi, Sinedin, Sidan's uh, name is also taken in that reverence in the, in the same breath. And Zidane guided France to the World Cup success. He was loaned. Um, uh, there are players across formats, not just talking about football. There are uh, these phenomenal players who take their team into victory in some, in some competitions. There are many uh, players that come to mind, like uh, in cricket, uh, it was for England, Ian Botham. Uh, and Ashes is known for Ian Botham's Ashes. So similarly, Zidane was the that star in 1998. Of course, Ronaldo, the Brazilian, was a force of nature even back then. But uh, he was yet to come to maturity, maybe emotional maturity was right. not yet in him, which we saw four years later. Zidane scored just two goals in the entire in the uh, World Cup. The yeah. World Cup, but both of them were in final. In the final, uh, exactly. when when it mattered the most, the man, uh, man cometh uh, up the line. Yeah. So that too in that final in that three uh, zero win over Brazil. So, exactly. Uh, let us not forget what happened to Argentina in the nineteen ninety eight World Cup. You know, because that's the point of reference that we are taking here. So they were in a period of transition. That's the point to note here because the Maradona era was officially over by nineteen ninety eight. And the Messi era had not yet begun. So Argentina still had some fantastic players by the time. You know, there was Roberto Ayala, Juan Sebastian Verón, uh, Hernan Crespo, Javier Zanetti. You know, endless. You know, they always have these wonderful players. But they were great. But let's be clear, I mean, none of them are Maradona, okay? So, but the, the other end, France had this god called Zidane. And Brazil had this generational star called Ronaldo. And... Uh, and quite naturally, it's these two nations who had this divine presence, you know, who had this exceptional demigods, you know, performing at their best. It's these two nations that performed while Argentina, without Maradona, without Messi making his presence felt, they faltered. Okay, after that, four years later in 2002 World Cup, as we are following it chronologically, still Messi is not around. They're still waiting for that Messi to show up after right. Maradona's exit or Mar the end of Maradona's era. And uh, what happens then uh, to Argentina? Again, Argentina exit uh, in the group stages. Same is the case. Argentina, it's not that they didn't have any stars. Argentina, as I said, Argentina still had Ayala, Juan Sarin, Walter Samuel, Pablo Emar. Then again, the godly presence was not there. They were not gods. They were great players. They were wonderful players. And uh, they were known to score goals. But they didn't have that, I don't know, uh, maybe to bring the team together, the kind of X factor that Arun uh, was talking about. And uh, because of that, Argentina suffered. Yeah, but in 2002, uh, we have to remember that another country, uh, we are talking about Argentina being devoid of a god, but at the same time, the arch rivals, they had a kind of a trinity, uh, the holy trinity, if we can see it. They had Ronaldo, Rivaldo, uh, Ronaldinho. Now, 
if you're listening to this, if you're a youngster who, who hasn't seen Ronaldo or Ronaldinho in their prime, just go ahead and just check them out in YouTube. And you, they were incredible. I mean, in their prime, Ronaldo and Ronaldinho, they were simply untouchable. They were probably, they were gods in their own right, right? I mean, I mean, I might be just, you know, being so nostalgic over here, but that, that's a fact, you know, they were just simply incredible. So until now, we are talking about nations having at least one godly presence or kind of divine presence, taking them either all the way through or at least giving them a real hope, you know, taking to the final. In 2002, Brazil had this incredible, like, pool of divine plays, you know. Rivaldo, we, we should always, we, his presence always gets, like, diminished a, a bit in the presence of the other guys, the Ronaldo and Ronaldinho. But then this trinity, they, they were in the finest hour. And Brazil benefited from it, from these superhumans. And so naturally, uh, the, there was no surprise that Brazil went and won it all the way. Okay, uh, moving to 2006, it was a special uh, World Cup for Argentina. Again, uh, they didn't go past uh, quarterfinals because they lost to Germany in penalties. But in 2006, Argentina gave its world, or rather, uh, Lionel Messi debut for the World Cup. Yeah. As a teenager, Diego Maradona had predicted for greatness by then. So. Finally, that was the time that uh, officially that ended four years later. You have to wait for a god to come. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> you? <laughs> so they waited so many years, uh, two World Cups in between, and you got Messi. Yeah, it's not in fact two World Cups. I think. I mean, if we had just also taken into account the 1994, I mean, because Maradona, in fact, they missed him. I mean, so so 94, yeah, 98, yeah, 2002. It's it's more like in more than a decade. They kind of you know had a vacuum for more than a decade since Maradona, like. The Maradona era ended. So in 2006, of course, uh, the great Zinedine Zidane was still around. He was still playing way past his prime, but he was still very influential. He, in fact, took France all the way. I mean, almost all the way. And that infamous red card that he got for headbutting Marco Matrazzi of Italy. I mean, just like 1994 Maradona having that great fall, Zidane had this great fall, his moment of great fall. But again, unlike what happened to Maradona, it happened in the group stages for a different reason altogether. But Zidane's case was like, he took them all the way at the final hurdle, they kind of did something stupid or what, I mean, happened in the heat of the moment. And then, and uh, France suffered. But the point is, Zidane was still so vital for France's campaign, that divine presence. And that's what drove France almost the, all the way to the title. So, so th that's a point we're trying to make here. I mean, the, there was the divine presence in the 2006 for France. Yeah, so staying with the same uh, World Cup, it's interesting to see what happens to Argentina since 2006. Yeah. Of course, uh, Messi is only uh, starting, but they have a solid squad then. There was Ayala, Saviola, Mascriano, Riquelme, and Ema, Sorin, etc. And uh, they failed in quarterfinals. But there was improvement from the last three World Cups. They finally arrived at the period of transition. Exactly. And uh, Messi, I think, even though, as you said, kind of rightly said, you know, he was just making his way into the, the Argentina setup, but he still scored that uh, one goal and provided an assist, if I, if I remember well. So he was still, you know, he gave that hope for the Argentina fans. And But four years later, in 2010, that is, when the World Cup came to Africa and South Africa, 
Messi by then has established him, himself as a global superstar with Barcelona. He, he's, he had already won his first Ballon d'Or by then. And Argentina do well naturally in the 2010 World Cup. Of course, I mean, they, they reached only the quarterfinals, but where they faced a, a brilliant Germany. So the point is like, it was a case of uh, clashing with the, the wrong team at the wrong time in the tournament. So I would say it's, it's bad luck for Argentina because in 2010, I felt Argentina did quite well with Messi driving them ahead. But the fact is, Messi was now arrived, firmly arrived, and uh, he has proven that in, to the Argentina fans world over that he can be the next Maradona. He can be someone on whom they can pin their hopes. So Argentina fans finally have that divine presence to look forward to. That came in the 2010 World Cup, I believe. And uh, four years later, we come to 2014. Now, Messi has established himself as the world's premier footballer. The, there is no rival for him in any stage. He has already won, as I said, he has already won the world's best awards. <laughs> now, Ronaldo fans might disagree, but still. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it's the, the time when the, the rivalry of Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo was, actually was actually hitting his peak, actually. Yeah, yeah, heating up and hitting its peak. But then in 2014, he has that uh, Maradona moment. He had taken uh, Argentina to the final. Uh, there was only only one match to win. The, the final was against again. Uh, as it happened uh, four years ago, it was against uh, Germany, but this time in the final. They had just to win it, but it was a narrow defeat in the final. But the point to remember is that Argentina would not have gone to that far in World Cup had it not been for Messi. Exactly. He carried them just like Maradona did in 86 and 90. Exactly. And 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 the thing is, like we said, like 2014 was his Maradona moment, almost his Maradona moment. But again, in 2018 World Cup 2, I think it's very interesting because on paper, Argentina lost in the round of 16. Now, that's a fact. You know, we it, it's a disappointment for them after being in the final, the previous edition. But we must remember that they lost to France, the eventual winners in the round of 16. Now, France were like in the peak of their powers at that time. You know, they were hitting all the right notes, all the great players. You know, like we are just talking about how it is important to have a, a kind of divine presence to drive a team's aspirations. So we took Argentina as a point of reference. But the reason what happened for France was that they had these kind of generational stars at that time. Of course, Mbappe is there, who is the elite player right now, the kind of a demigod, even though he's so young right now. They also had someone like Ingolo Kante, Paul Pogba. The, of course, they are not probably gods, but they are still, they were at their best in that time. So there was Mbappe, the demigod, driving them. So it was about bad luck for Argentina, I would say. So Mbappe's divine presence, just like France had Zidane in 1998, Mbappe was doing it for France in uh, in 2018, 20 years later. So Messi's Argentina losing to Mbappe's France was no underachievement, if if I might say. Yeah, true. But uh, we must again remember how crucial Messi was to Argentina in 2018 World Cup. After that uh, shock, 1-1 draw to Iceland, oh, yeah. no less than Iceland. Yeah, that was a punishing defeat to Croatia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something I... Uh, 3-0, I believe. Yeah, 3-0. <laughs> um, it was again uh, one of the Cameron moments for me. I was shocked. Uh, like back in 1990, uh, I was. Argentina went on to the uh, last match needing to win to stay alive and to qualify for the next round. Right, right. And uh, 
again as i said come with the hour come with the man messy deliver on that exactly thing. without probably messy that um, guiding force probably argentina would not have qualified in that after that that uh, traumatic start to a, to a campaign exactly and just like in 2018 i mean uh, when they went into that uh, the final match against nigeria needing to win in 2022 now in qatar they went into that final group match against poland needing a win and as we saw uh, what messi did against uh, nigeria by scoring the opener in 2018 he delivered i mean for them in this time against poland as well so the point i'm trying to make is like messi is again driving argentina i mean even though whether he is uh, 35 now or like whether he was 30 or uh, 26 when he almost delivered them the world cup now he's 35 but he's still being the main man he's still driving them he's the god who is just inspiring their hopes so if argentina don't do it this year don't win it this year don't don't end that 30 36 year old wait since maradona gave them the, the world cup messi will soon retire i mean which is more or less certain and argentina will once again fall into that vacuum that the, the similar to what happened when maradona era ended in the 1990s early 1990s and the messi era had not yet started so of course argentina will still have these super talents you know they still have now already this world cup like julian alvarez or enzo fernandez but it's it's a fact none of them are messi to be frank and there is no inkling of another messi or messia in sight for in argentina football anyway yeah that's a question that we are posing yeah. the whole uh, conversation was about why we are posing that question so the question is what will happen to argentina next world cup until they discover uh, if they don't discover another messi what will happen to argentina football i don't know i guess only god knows the answer just like messi's yeah probably uh, probably the football gods have some trick up their sleeves exactly let's hope so it. let's hope and see what happens to argentina uh, in this world cup and what happens to argentina after the messi era ends exactly so that brings us to the end of this episode of extra time hope you enjoyed this special episode on messi subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts like and share us on twitter facebook and instagram for more shows views and explainers please visit onmanorama.com